Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is February 4th, 2016. We're going to have a fabulous show today. I'm really excited because we're going to learn about how sleep deprivation can really impact our health in a negative way. We're going to be talking with an expert on sleep, Jocelyn Eberstein. She runs her own practice up in Los Angeles. Um, it's called the E-Center, and she founded it back in 1990. She's a licensed acupuncturist and a doctor of Chinese medicine. She also holds a BS in nuclear medicine technology from the University of Cincinnati. She's learned to incorporate Eastern wisdom along with Western science, and with these techniques, she's able to bring her clients to excellent health and well-being. So let's bring her on our show now, and let's talk about sleep. Hello there. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? How are you, audience? Oh, um, oh we're all great. Um, I, I'd like, I'd love for you to uh, interrupt me at any time just to uh, ask any pertinent questions that might come up for you. But I'm going okay. to start speaking away. Um, sleep is the subject, and I just want to start by asking how many of you think you've got enough sleep last night? Boy, okay. Well, if you want, <laughs> if you want the answer from me, yes. I, I was playing. I was playing catch up, literally playing <laughs> catch up. And and that's probably the answer that most people have. Most people feel like they haven't gotten enough sleep. And what we're talking about is not only the number of hours that you're sleeping, but how you feel in the morning when you when you woke up. If you had to use an alarm clock to get yourself up from sleep last night, this morning, you didn't get enough sleep. Okay? You did not get enough sleep. Okay? So that's one of the key cardinal things you want to look for. Um, Why is sleep deprivation so bad? Our society is sleep deprived. And it's so obvious because when you look on on every corner, there's a Starbucks or a Pete's. And what do you think that's about? It's about trying to push through this sleep deprivation, push through our, our poor performance at work, okay, or trying to get through our lives on a daily basis. And the, the the thing about sleep that sleep deprivation that's really fascinating is that's how they torture prisoners. <laughs> it's one of the biggest, best torture mechanisms. Okay, so yeah, we are torturing our society. Yeah, it, we're torturing our society on every day, oh. uh, every day, right? Right? Oh my gosh! So, no, um, you're, you're so right. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, exactly. So sleep deprivation, I'm going to use sleep deprivation and insomnia a little bit interchangeably, but I will be defining okay. the problems. So it's reached epidemic proportions. It's, it's, been, it's considered to be the number one health-related problem in America. So more than one-third of Americans have trouble sleeping every night, okay? Uh, 51% a few nights a week, 43% say that it affects their daytime, that the, their daytime sleepiness affects their performance with their daily activities, okay? Okay. So what does that look like, okay? About a third of Americans say they get less than six hours of sleep per 24-hour period. This is not uncommon, okay? So normally um, people will be awake for about 18 hours, and then they're lucky to get the six hours of sleep. So we're going to look d- dive deep into that issue, okay? Okay. The problems, yeah, let's by do the that. way. Yeah, these problems are getting worse, okay? Because when you look Why? at um because we're looking when we look at the prescription drugs that are being dispensed. So, let's look at oh. sleep drugs. <laughs> okay? Oh, okay. From uh, yeah, so age 20 to 44, okay, up mm-hmm. to 2004, the prescri- the sleep drugs, the sleep pills doubled from 2000 to 2004, okay? And guess what? Doubled? Doubled. Wait a minute. Uh, the number of kids aged 1 to 19 who take prescription uh, remedies jumped 85% in that same year. Okay, 2000 to 2004. For sleep? It couldn't be for, for sleep, sleep though. Kids. Kids. What? Children? Kids. Children. <laughs> okay. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. And then, then, then when we jump up to the statistics in 2008, they're up 54%. Okay. So you're looking at 60 million prescriptions for sleep drugs, okay? Now, can oh. I tell you how great sleep drugs are? Because when I talk yes. to a patient, they will not let go of their sleep meds. Here's what you get. Here's the benefits of sleep meds, okay? Oh, you get to go to bed. You fall asleep 13 minutes earlier, and you actually get 11 extra minutes of sleep. 11 minutes. That's how much. I love your statistics. These are just incredible. <laughs> you can't believe it. It's appalling. It's appalling. And and they so, shorten your so life. So you fall asleep thirteen. So you fall asleep yeah. thirteen minutes before you would normally. Right. And you only get eleven minutes of sleep. Extra. Yeah, extra. <laughs> and it's how not even good sleep. <laughs> That's what it is. And what the way that they work is they put, they put you into this zone that's unconscious a zone of unconsciousness, but uh-huh. what it does is it doesn't allow the brain to go through its normal cycles of restore restoration. So they're not actually restoring the brain, and they find that the um, that the sleep meds will shorten your lifespan like thirteen years. Thirteen years oh. you shorten your lifespan, and is I'm that, not is, sure is that if if. You, is that if you're taking them every day for years no, on end? No, if you're just or taking if you just them take chronically. Them once in a while? No, if you're taking them chronically. I'm sure once in a while is not going to kill you, like you're traveling uh-huh. overseas, so you take the thing. But um, but that, and, and I'm not sure that that statistic doesn't just speak to the drugs themselves or mm-hmm. that because they've, been in, they've had insomnia for so long that that's shortening their lifespan. So it's one of the two. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So so oh, there's other drugs epidemic. that affect sleep. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. So let's look at some of the other drugs that affect sleep. Okay. Okay, so this is all, 
you know, insomnia, sleep deprivation. Okay, how about appetite-suppressing drugs? We know that, that they're all speed, right? Uh, Antacids, mm-hmm. okay, Supre- mm-hmm. will, will affect your sleep wave cycles, okay? High blood pressure meds, okay? High blood pressure mm-hmm. meds. Will short will 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 affect your sleep, but the reason you even went on high p- blood pressure medication a lot of the times is because you weren't sleeping, okay? Because it increases it increases high uh, pr- blood pressure. Um, all of the ADD and ADHD drugs, which are rampant, mm-hmm. okay, over the counter cold medications, okay, like the Benadryls that they <laughs> give you for sleep. Uh-huh. Or for, uh, for colds or antihistamines, those will do right. that. Right. Uh, corticosteroids, pain well, medications. Do those make you sleepy? Do those, uh, like they, Benadryl, no, they it makes don't. you sleepy, right? It makes you sleepy, but it affects your sleep cycles, like the deep, slow-wave okay. sleep, so you're not actually getting real sleep. Okay. okay. Um, sedatives, gotcha. you know, so the ones to induce sleep, antihistamines we just talked about over-the-counter sleeping drugs, and then asthma medications will all affect your sleep. Okay, so I I don't know many people that are not on something that's a prescription drug. Okay. So I'm not. Yeah. It's it's shocking, right? Shocking. Shocking. I know. I know. Okay. Well, they say, don't they they say that, um, isn't it true that, most people over 60 are on at least five prescription drugs. That's what I heard. 13. 13. Oh. 65. 13. And I wonder if they ever did the double-blind placebo study to see how they interact. <laughs> oh. Right? Did they ever do those studies? Oh. No. 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 It's just one, pres- one drug. How can take 13? How can you possibly take 13 prescriptions? You should a see it. I can't even I'm imagine it. I had a woman today, 21. <laughs> it was, I said, what? Could we, like, yeah, 21. I said, would you like to get off of some of these? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. my word. I know. I know. All right. So let's get back something's on wrong. So, um, so let's look at chronic sleep insufficiency. So that's chronic okay. sleep deficiency, not getting enough sleep on a chronic basis. It affects most of your life and decision-making and things like waking, so it affects you physiologically. So the definition of insomnia is when you can't fall asleep, okay, can't stay mm-hmm. asleep, all right, or get up too early and can't fall back asleep, meaning you're awake more than 30 minutes. So that's the people that get up at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, that kind of thing. And I find that most of that kind of sleep really has to do with your your blood sugar regulation, you know. So that is, so there's some, so if you correct some of these aspects of your life, then you'll be able to sleep again, okay? So okay, this so insomnia, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So most of it will affect, you got, and, and it affects you during the day. You get tired during the day. You have to jack on that caffeine. By the way, everybody thinks that cup of coffee at 8 or, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon, you know, that they'll be able to get to sleep that night. But it affects you 8 to 9 hours. Guess what affects your short sleep again? Okay. 8 ah, to 9 hours caffeine. on caffeine. Eight, 8 to 9 hours. 8 to 9 hours. So well, that afternoon always... line at Starbucks is not so good. 
I've well, you know, I've always known that that um, companies like to supply coffee to their employees, and it's usually not out of out of good of their hearts. It's because no. it keeps them pumped up and working. <laughs> nope, <laughs> exactly. So again, sleep is really important. Statistics of some of the insufficient sleep: seventy percent of all Americans report being sleep deprived. And it's linked to motor vehicle accidents. About 280 people per day fall asleep at the wheel, and it's dangerous. Okay. It's like it's, you know, there's 7,500 drowsy driving fatalities annually, so that's one every 70 minutes, one death every 70 minutes. And the reason is is because when you don't sleep, your reaction times slow down, your problem-solving speed slows down, uh, processing slows down, and it's exactly like being drunk. So so the statistic, and there's tons of studies that have been done like this, staying up 18 hours, which we talked about, which is 18 hours awake, six hours of sleep. Everybody thinks six hours is enough. It's like having uh, two to three drinks, a .05 alcohol level, okay? So say you got up, say you went, say you uh, were up 18 hours, slept six, okay. six hours the night before, You've got a 0.5 alcohol level in your blood. Then you decide to go to happy hour with your employees, plus you have one more drink. By the time you drive home, you're legally drunk, even though your blood alcohol level will officially be 0.05, but you are legally drunk, and there's no way to measure ah. this. There's no way to measure this. You know, I'm it's speechless. those people that are swerving into your lane, right? Oh. And then when... <laughs> Right. This this problem is rampant and it's global. And when we look at some of the major industrial disasters like Chernobyl, 1986, it was at 12 midnight. You know, they had plant performance decrements due to sleep deprivation. The core reactor detonated during testing. Hello. Then you have 1989, the Exxon Valdez at Prince Williams, 10.8 million, you know, barrels of oil, Mm -hmm. you know, dumped. And how about like, yeah, yeah. And then in um, in 1986, the Space Challenger, okay, where we we lost seven astronauts yeah, due to yeah. failure and sleep loss of shift shift workers, okay. Med- this is a very interesting fact. Oh my gosh, <laughs> isn't it? We look at medical errors. Okay, this is reported in the um, New England Journal of Medicine. This is uh, October 28, 2004. So. Um, so 109% more, due to sleep deprivation, 109 more um, attentional uh, failures at night greater than 16 hours, 36% more medical errors working 30 hours because these doctors work like when they're in their internship. They work oh. 30 hour, two 30-hour shifts know. plus the 16-hour shift. So it's 80 hours a week. Why do they do that? Awful. I don't understand because it was... I think it was started at John Hopkins where this one surgeon who actually uh who who designed the um surgical program was actually addicted to cocaine and that's how he got through these long hours and he made all these students do his hours and stay awake like that long. Yeah. He was on but cocaine would doing it. Now they would have by now they would <laughs> they would they will it. not change it. They, okay, 464% more serious diagnostic errors. The the kids have 168 more car crashes, you know, commuting after 24-hour shifts. Okay. Um, you know, 73% greater risk of needle stick and scalpel lacerations, uh, greater <laughs> than 22, 20 hours. 
171 oh. more complications in patients undergoing elective surgery if the attending surgeon had less than six hours sleep. So you better ask your doctor, you know, the night before you have your elective surgery, for, if he had mm-hmm. less, if he had his sleep last night, okay? Crazy, right? That is an excellent. No, it's not. I mean, it's you know, and nobody knows information. Nobody information is knowledge. That's right. I, well, I've never, I've never thought to ask my doctor. Did you have a good night's sleep? I know. <laughs> it got me open. <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. So you know, so with the driving thing, I mean, they unintentionally fall asleep. They nod off while they're driving. They're having difficulty performing their daily tasks because of sleeping. It's you're, and not only these like daytime tasks are 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 really you know obvious, but then over time you have more chronic diseases, and a lot of these modern diseases from things like a broken lifestyle are diseases you can't catch from somebody, and it's going to bankrupt this country. Okay, that's the problem mm-hmm. here. You know, so you're going to get diseases you can't catch. So let's look at what some of these are from sleep deprivation. So you've got allergies from sleep deprivation. Why? Because at nighttime you're keeping your uh, levels of cortisol up. Everybody's heard of cortisol, cortisone. That's your yes. awake uh-huh. That's your awake hormone. So that awake hormone is also cortisone, which is your anti-inflammatory. So what does it do? It makes you it very is? reactive. Yes. Cortisone, cortisol, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. No wonder. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're more likely to have anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. Um, I have a patient right now who's gone in this, um, you know, upside down sleep uh, sleep cycle where he's not able to sleep during the night, not able to sleep during the day, and he is moving into th- this um, full on panic, depression, and psychotic, almost a psychotic, a manic depressive bipolar. You know, a condition that he never mm-hmm. had before. Young, young. Mm-hmm. People will get digestive disorders. Why do you get digestive disorders when you don't sleep? Because, and you have two parts of your nervous system. So the awake part is your, um, you know, is is the the um, at night. You're, what you're supposed to do is your is your sympathetic. Um, your parasympathetics are on, which means your rest and digest. And then during the day is more your fight or flight where you're active and awake and alert. If you're active, awake, and alert at night what you and the rest and digest portion of your, of your cycle is not on, uh, what happens is you start to shear the intestines, okay? And so the gut starts to become very irritated, and then you get all sorts of digestive, like the irritable bowel, the Crohn's, your you know, uh, reflux. All of these digestive disorders start because your body doesn't know how to turn off ever. Okay, um, you're going to have fatigue, and these obviously. Are, and, and the and and all all these um, issues are tied to say less than. Then eight hours of sleep a night, or yes, on a, uh, yeah. on so a the, weekly so, basis, yeah. or what? Exactly, exactly. So the, so I'm gonna go. I'll go a little bit now to what we, how we're sleeping now, and how we used to sleep. Okay. So, okay. So so in nature, like you know, a thousand years ago, um, 
we slept about half of our lives, which is like 4,400 hours, okay? By 1900, okay. okay, adults slept 9 to 10 hours a night, about 3,500 hours a year, okay? In 2008, okay. the average adult will sleep 5 to 6 hours a night. So we're down to about 2,000 a year, which is a quarter of our lives, Okay. Okay. So we we've lost the ability to sleep. The National Sleep Foundation says that like in the 1960s even we were sleeping eight and a half hours a night. We're really down to less than six now. We're down to six or less. Okay. And what we do try to do is catch up on the weekends. You know, as if mm. that's going to change things. You know, they, and by the way, the catch up on the weekends is like is. Um, the catch up on the weekends is like 20 minutes. Oh, I get extra 20 minutes of sleep. <laughs> it's like that's not going to do it. And there's no way mm-hmm. to catch up because, you know, once there's a few things in life that you cannot catch up on. So, you can like if you didn't eat, you could probably catch mm-hmm. up on your meal, right? And mm-hmm. if you um, you know, if you didn't do a task, like you didn't finish that project, you could probably figure out a way to do that like condense and be really, you know, really effective and productive at your job. But when, but anything that's time dependent, like sleep or things like exercise, where it, once you lose that window of time, it is gone. You cannot catch up on exercise. You cannot catch up on sleep. It's done. Game over. Okay, that time is gone. So I, I always, wonder why I've I wonder why I've always thought that that you could you could um, the only way that you could get your your sleep back up was to sleep the hours you lost. No. So you that's not never, true at all? Will, no, you will never catch up. Uh-uh, that time is gone. The only thing you will do is, tr- what, and what it does is it will change the the way that your brain, your brain will try to concentrate the cycles, the, 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 the different stages of sleep. It will concentrate it. It will not be the same effect at all, at all, at all. Huh. I mean, you feel amazing after sleeping, you know, a really nice, good sleep where you don't remember that you even went to sleep, those sleeps. Yes. You know, those kinds? Yeah. Yeah. That is what we're after. Oh, my goodness. So what do you do to help help your clients? Well, we do a lot of things, but um, the first thing we do is, you know, I like to teach them about just natural ways of being able to sleep. You know, one of the things that most people are concerned about are, well, my weight. Well, my weight, mm-hmm. and uh, no, ca- you know. So, so they they go into the calories in, calories out, and how much exercise I got, and then you go to the equinox, and then they 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 oh track how much <laughs> output you had, and you know. Well, that's not going to do it because guess what? You can exercise all you want and do all that cardio you want and do all that weight training you want. And by the way, if you didn't sleep enough, the only thing you're going to burn is 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 muscle. At night, you will never actually lose weight and gain muscle. Right. And, and wow. if you don't sleep at night, you will, if you, if you shorten your sleep by one hour, so say you're, you know, you should be sleeping, you know, seven to eight hours a night minimum, True. and then and you're sleeping six, you know, just losing that one hour of sleep, you will gain 14 pounds in one year. 14 pounds. Doing nothing. Oh. Not changing anything. Yeah. 14 pounds. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful, right? So, you know, the problem mm. is, too, is that when you don't sleep enough, I mean, how many of you aren't starving the morning after you didn't sleep enough? 
you're starving. And you're, what are you looking for? Sugar. Do you know why you're looking for sugar? Because your cortisol was up all night. And when your cortisol mm-hmm. is up all night, that means that your low cortisol, cortisol, one of the functions of cortisol is to keep your blood sugar regulated. So you're trying to keep mm-hmm. your blood sugar regulated and you're taking the caffeine in and that drives the blood sugar down and ups, ups the adrenaline. You know, you're, you, you know, it impairs carbohydrate intolerance. Like if you sleep five hours a night for just a week, you're, you're going to be frankly diabetic, okay? Insulin resistant, resistant diabetic by blood work, right? Repeat that again for our listeners. Okay. So if you don't sleep, okay, you start to process glucose and insulin differently, Okay. Okay. So if you don't, if you sleep um, five hours a night for just one week, okay, you will become insulin resistant diabetic. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's I, where I that whole ah. diabetes connection comes in, right? And you know, so and there's other two? hormones. Oh yeah, de- type two. You know, okay. and and you know they're looking at. It, um, you know, one of the biggest markers for uh, determining whether a kid's going to be obese or not is their number of sleep, how, how well they sleep. That's becoming the number mm. one marker. They're also mm. looking at the latest study, I think, came, came out that said uh, that linked, um, you know, sleep deprivation with um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. All right? This is, this this is huge. bad news. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's like... I thought the lack of magnesium was serious because it controls over 600 bodily functions. Right. But I think sleep has just taken the number one spot. And by the way, if you don't have magnesium, you're never going to sleep. So magnesium is very important. So the, mm-hmm. the, there's a couple other hormones that, that, that factor into this making you fat business, which is uh, ger- uh, ghrelin, which, makes you, which signals hunger, and then leptin, which gives you the signal of fullness. So you tend to crave fat and sugar, the worst two foods in the world. When you get up in the middle of the night because you're not sleeping, you don't go to the refrigerator and go, oh, I think I'll have a piece of turkey. You go there and look <laughs> for sugar, right? <laughs> right? Uh, oh, that's right. All right. That's right. So, again, so mm. the, yeah, the single best predictor of obesity in children is how much they sleep. Okay, and the other thing that I want to mention about children and um, and the sleep deprivation issue is that now with the media, if the kids have media in their bedrooms, they're spending about eight point five hours a night on media. Okay, which is shortening their sleep. Then what happens mm-hmm. is they've they've got the sleep depri- deprivation, and then they come in and they're hyperactive. And so a lot of these kids that are diagnosed ADD, ADHD, is really a lack of sleep. I mean, it can't be possible that in 50 years, you know, 12, you know, one out of 12 boys are ADD and have to be prescribed meds. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so the best thing you can do for these kids is get them to sleep, you know. So, um yeah. yeah. Well, you know the the uh, the media it affects the adults also. If you you taking your iPad to bed with you, it it disrupts the hormones in your body. Correct. So it's very the melatonin. Much. And it, yeah, and it's based on sleep uh, on the on the sleep um, uh, on the light cycles on the on the dark light cycles. So in nature, 
the only way we had light was the sun, and we're the only way, and and then we had some stars, right? So then mm-hmm, we come, mm-hmm. so like a thousand years ago, okay, so now we tame fire. A thousand years ago, we're able to control fire, so that's another form of light. Okay, so we were in the caves telling stories a little bit later than normal. Mm-hmm. So then you mm-hmm. come to 19, <laughs> so it was 19, uh, 19, 137 years ago, Edison, we have the light bulb. Well, the light bulb in the early part of the century uh, of the of the century was like it was really expensive. It was like fourteen hundred dollars for a light bulb. So now it's a dollar forty nine a light bulb. So light is cheap and rampant. So we are kind of in a society where we live twenty. We have a twenty four seven economy. Okay, and then and mm-hmm. we have and we and we have all these social obligations and we have caretakers and smartphones and thousands of TV channels and then the tablets and the computers and the iPads. And um, the the biggest, by the way, the biggest sector of jobs are starting earlier and earlier and earlier, like between 3.30 and 6.30 in the morning. That's where the biggest push on new jobs are just for productivity in the, in the, out in the really? marketplace. Yes, yes. And so th- that is part of the How problem. And you look at the kids. Kids, you, we used to start the kids' school at 9 or 9.30, like I don't remember mm-hmm. ever having an alarm clock when I woke up at night. The kids have to have an alarm mm-hmm. clock. They have to be at school at seven thirty in the morning. Seven thirty. Good. Seven thirty, and they're on the buses because they're shipped everywhere. Oh, at, you know, geez. six and six. Yeah. Do you see what's going on? These poor kids. Of course, uh-huh. they're tired. They're exhausted. Oh. They're oh. exhausted. So with these iPads. All of these things and computers at night, and we really get engaged, you know. So mm-hmm, the light, mm-hmm. what it does is it stimulates the frontal cortex, so the front of the brain, okay, and it's through these little sensors that are in your eyes, okay. And it basically acts like a cup of coffee, <laughs> basically, the light does. Oh, my okay? gosh. And so in order to get, like, time for all of your activities, you know, you're going to rob from your sleep. And and the issue is is that if you're sleeping, you're not serious about your career. You're lazy. You're not having as much fun as you can have. I mean, it goes on and on and on about you know what it's it, like. Sleep is bad. You know, you can sleep. Uh, you can sleep when you die. Is you know, um, yeah. So you're not you're not pushing hard enough. You're not having enough. You're not having enough fun. You know, I'm not very much fun. I like to go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my oh, God. You're you're yeah. lo- you're lots of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they just got to catch up with me. You know, I just like having energy. But you know, the thing about the sleep, the the light and dark cycles. I mean, it does turn on hormone production. It turns hormone productions on and off. And you know, if you know some of these guys, if you lose sleep, if a man loses sleep for about if they do like five to six hours for a week, I mean, they turn into a 12-year-old girl. Because what happens mm-hmm. is, is at the, the, the sleep cycles, there's basically four, four stages of sleep. Where you, in the deep, slow-wave sleep, the third and the fourth stage is where you get the release of testosterone and growth hormone, okay? And, mm-hmm. and if you lose those, that, that, that needs to happen. That's usually between the hours of, you know, 11 and, 11 and 1 a.m., if you're not in that deep sleep state in those hours, you will lose those peaks, okay? You will lose those peaks. That's pretty stimulating for most of my men. 
<laughs> and it's and, and and you can't believe uh-huh. what happens when I do test the blood work. These forty-year-olds have got testosterone levels of men that are like seventy years old, and then they try to supplement yeah. with the hormones. You mm-hmm. know that's been ha- that's been going on for a long time. I know, but um, why? But why? And we're talking mm-hmm. athletes, so serious mm-hmm. athletes that are and, and you and, and you and you truly. And you truly think it's because they're not getting to bed early yes. enough? Yes, that's so, a big so part you, of it. So, so what if you have have men that I mean, they're not they're night people. They're not early early people. So they, there they is, don't they, get they push to bed that till night. one in the morning. They push that. They push that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh. if they don't get that that this hormone release is at, at those hours. Now, in the latter part of, of sleeping, so after stage four, which is, you know, after the, at 1 a.m., then we start to alternate that deep, slow wave with the rapid eye movement. Now, the rapid eye movement is where you integrate, you know, daily learning and what you learned before, and this is where your muscles and tendons repair, um, and, and you rehearse what you um what you did the day before, so be it you know uh, movement, be it learning. You, if you don't get to that REM sleep, you will not learn. So the biggest thing that I um, tell people is that you can't you know you can't you can't dodge the sleep issue. You think you're going to get away with it, but you're not. You know, nothing will break you faster than not sleeping, and nothing's going to improve your performance mm-hmm. more than sleeping. So the things that are going to happen is mentally mm-hmm. better concentration, better learning, better performance, accuracy, so, and insight. So if you, yeah. so if you have if you have a um, a worker who doesn't get to bed until one in the morning, and but they mm-hmm. get their their nine hours sleep, and then they're mm-hmm. they're up, they're still not going to get those hormones released. Yes, they will. Even if they get get eight, nine hours sleep. Exactly. Even if they get Wow. Yes, because there's certain your because of the because your brain is in sync with the light cycles. Okay? The light cycles of the earth. Of the earth. And that's also, you know, it also ties into your hormone release, your, I'm sorry, your immune function and the neurotransmitter releases. And the neurotransmitter releases are mostly in that REM sleep towards the latter part of sleep cycles, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Physically, you know, you're going to get better reflexes, better accuracy, reduce injury, reduce, you know, uh, injury risk, okay? So you're not going to have falls like if you're older, um, metabolic fitness and appetite, immune to immunity to infection, lack you know the diabetes is going to go down. You're going to have less heart disease and cancer, and cancer. I mean that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Cancer mm-hmm. is a cancer is a big deal here. So um, the sleep drugs like Ambien reduces the REM sleep by eighty percent. You know. Mm, and mm. you know, and men, one of the biggest issues is you know is erections and libido. They don't want to talk about it. They'll be at that gym mm-hmm. and pushing that iron at three o'clock in the morning, but they you know they don't have the libido, and it doesn't make them happy. Doesn't mm-hmm, make them happy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So the first thing people really have to do is get off sleep drugs. 
you know? Yes. Because, you you know, the neurocognitive functions and the executive functions and willpower and long-term memory, muscle memory, is, is, uh, is, is lost, as well as working out some of your psychological issues. Okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you what know, do you do for your patients? For my patients, the first thing I get them to do is be healthy. So the first thing I do is really address the adrenal function. Okay? So okay. the uh, <clears throat> adrenal function, uh, so adrenals have to, I'm sorry? And how do you do that? How do you address their adrenal function? It it depends on what's going on with them because they could be where okay. their adrenals are stuck on, like they're in a hypersympathetic state where everything is an urgent, important emergency. And I start mm-hmm. to reset, okay, this is on, this is off, this is on, this is off. So one of the ways that I like to do it is uh, is through movement therapy. Oh. So yeah, so you know, so we make sure that their their on switch will be in the morning when their cortisol levels are supposed to be up, and we do exercise at that point, activating exercise like um, you know, kind of cardio. I would do cardio. Never do cardio at night because cardio at night will activate, you know, the cortisol adrenaline cycle, and then you're never going to sleep. And then you're in that gym with the bright lights. That's insane. You're you're uh-huh. just doing the opposite. So those mm-hmm. people that are at the gym at 5 and 6 and 7 o'clock at night, they're never going to sleep. So we <laughs> try to initiate that first thing in the morning, and I'd rather have them do that than do the coffee, right? Okay. Because it's cortisol, because that's what coffee does. Then in, in the evening what we do is we do some kind of um, sort of restorative, um, you know, something where it's more rest rest where it puts on the rest and digest part of the the brain turns it on so you can do things like yoga stretches you know things that are peaceful at home <clears throat> okay when we go home it's 2 hours after the sun goes down all the lights start to dim i'm talking those lights in the kitchen they go down and i also recommend that we get um <clears throat> we get glasses that cut out blue light Okay, so there's glasses that you can get on Amazon for like fifteen dollars, and you you wear those glasses, you know, through until you go to bed. So even if you happen to be watching that iPad or the TV or whatever, it will cut out the blue light, which is activating to the brain. Okay, so it shut okay. that down a little bit. Okay? okay, I mostly recommend that you know two hours after dark we move into um, more calming uh, sort of activities. So you're going to read. Always have the light behind you, okay? Still wear your glasses because all artificial light is the wrong spectrum for us, okay? It agitates the brain. Okay. So you read, you write, listen to music, poetry. You can meditate. You can re- listen to relaxation tapes. You can listen to, you know, lectures if you're into school or mm-hmm. doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So you do things of that nature. So get all of your electronic stuff done in the beginning of the night, assume, when okay. you come home. <clears throat> Don't be answering your emails or looking on, at your social. The social media thing is crazy. You have mm-hmm. to start to cut it down. And, you know, always, always... Um, you you have to make anything you want in your life, you have to make it a priority. You have to make it a project, just like you're going to write a book. Okay, so if you're going to write a book, you you set the time to write the book, you make it the, you make it a note, you know, you do not, you can't not do it. 
Okay, like any mm-hmm. project, you set a schedule and you do mm-hmm. it regularly. It's not flexible, it's a priority. You have mm-hmm. to get rid of then the the first biggest thing that people have to do is in their bedrooms they gotta get it black. I'm talking pitch black to mm-hmm. where they can't even see mm-hmm. their hand in front of their faces. None mm-hmm. of those little blue lights that tell you the electronics are on. You know, you cover the alarm clock. Um, you know, because now they have even these, you know, they even got have things that say that the machine, that your device is off. It'll have a light on it. You have to cover mm-hmm. all that up. Mm-hmm. So blackout blinds cover everything up, mm-hmm. okay? And yeah. <clears throat> If and you know if you do get up in the middle of the night, I want that alarm clock, uh, you know, uh, covered up, because if you look at the clock, what happens is the dopamine. So your your brain starts calculating. It looks at the clock. It goes, "Oh my God, how many hours do I have?" You start doing the math, and what am I going to do if I don't sleep enough? And how many more hours can I get? Your and then your adrenals start to wake up, telling your brain you're supposed to be awake now. And then you know how much trouble you're going to have going back to sleep. So. It just causes more stress, and it starts that whole stress response. And if you do yeah, just that, that happens. Things, that definitely oh, happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, like, go into a... You can't, you can't shut the just, brain down, and then the adrenal's going, and you're just like, exactly. why am I wide awake? And I can't be, and I have to go to work tomorrow. I can't do this. <laughs> Exactly. So you're gonna. So I need you to. So you have to do it the same way every day, no matter what, even on the weekends. So decide what time that is. A quick and dirty way to kind of reset your clock, if you want, and this is just people who want to get the job done, is you know you decide to go to sleep, say ten thirty. So you go to mm-hmm. sleep at ten thirty, and you make yourself wake up at like four thirty in the morning. Okay, they've done studies really? in Europe. Yes, 4.30 in the morning for the first five nights you'll start to reset, but by 21 days you'll be completely reset, and you are not allowed to nap, not allowed to nap during the day. You will want to sleep. It will completely reset the brain. So, so, you, go, so you go back, you go to bed at 10.30, you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, yeah. and you do yeah, that you'll for 10 days? Deprived. Yeah, that, no, you're going to you do, do that for, you know, do that for 21 days is your goal. Okay, but by five oh, wow. days you have, will have reset. You know, if you've had that, like, oh, I like I had a patient today. You know, wow, I like to go to bed at one o'clock, and I'm like, well, could we? What's what do you think you could do? Could we do eleven? We have to negotiate. <laughs> you think you could do it by eleven? <laughs> so, but if you, you know, if and you reset, once, if you reset. If you reset after five days, then you don't have to continue going to bed at ten thirty, waking up at four thirty, do you? You kind of don't really, but if you've been in it, this is for insomniacs okay. that have been like like that for like twenty oh. years. Okay. You know, insomniacs, by the way, will be will be in bed longer than anybody. They're in bed for fourteen hours and still not sleeping. <laughs> insomniacs, yeah, oh yeah, they'll stay in bed. So. Um, so you do it the same way, and then after you've got it down, you don't have to do it with the same intensity and same uh, same rigorousness as you did. You you just kind of adhere to the guidelines. Like okay, so you went out once a week or twice a week, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you you'll get back to it. You know, I like using nutrients for the brain. Vitamin D is one of the bigger ones, as well as magnesium. Those are my two big go tos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next, yeah, and the next one would be 5-HTP because that turns into serotonin. Serotonin turns into melatonin, which allows you to sleep. A lot of what goes on is people with digestive issues, where your serotonin is made in the gut, are deficient in serotonin, so they can't make the melatonin. 
Okay, I don't like too much melatonin. You know, people are taking big doses of melatonin at night. And really the studies show that you do not need that much. It's just just a... A whiff is what I want to say, just a teeny tiny bit. A woman should never take over one milligram, ever. Men up to three Why? milligrams, but that's still up because that's not what a woman doesn't need that much. And women, mm-hmm. by the way, need to sleep longer than men, more than men. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the other, the last thing that I'll do is I will start to affect the GABA, some of the neurotransmitters in the brain, the GABA. Uh, in fact, GABA is the neurotransmitters. There's four main neurotransmitters. There's serotonin, which makes you happy, acetylcholine, which is your memory, um, GABA, which is your is um, kind of puts the brakes on the nervous system, and mm-hmm. there's one more. But the GABA is the one that's the key, and sometimes you'll find uh, GABA at the health food store, and if GABA helps you go to sleep at you know that you get at the health food store your brain has a blood brain barrier be- breach and you've got a brain problem so that's not good what what you do is you use um gaba uh stimulators okay gaba hmm. stimulators yeah yeah you should not is that be, g uh, g a v is in a g a b a those are the main oh, b things is in that boy. we use yeah, but okay. again, you have to look at, speci- you know, I mean, it's medicine for the masses, but you can't self-diagnose, really, if you have a sleep no. problem. You know, one of the best things is acupuncture. Why acupuncture? Because it resets the sympathetic, parasympathetic, fight-or-flight, rest-digest systems naturally in the brain level. And then you you do a little short course of the acupuncture, and it's mm-hmm. almost like building a pump in your brain where you're ma- building the muscle back in your brain that it knows when to turn on, when when to turn off, when to turn on, when to turn off. And that will naturally initiate some of these sleep-wake cycles. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Really interesting. It's, it's, I have it's learned fascinating. so much from you. <laughs> it's fascinating. It really right? is. I mean, you are, you're an absolute expert in this, and... Um, I've learned things today that I've I never knew, and I've read so many books on sleep. I wish more people did. I wish more people mm. did. Oh and my it's gosh. just a big problem, and it's going to bankrupt this country because because the lack of sleep, it, you know, it is the cause of so many of the diseases we don't catch <laughs> that we earn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Diseases mm-hmm. we get to earn in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, so oh. anyway, I thank you for having me. Oh, and you, just, you know, Jocelyn Eberson, I mean yeah. Eberstein. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You've just been wonderful. Just a Thank wonderful you. guest. I, I I truly will have to have you back on. Um, if anybody would an like any more subject. information, you know, they can contact mm-hmm. me. I'm happy to have them. Um, the, okay. Uh, I don't know how you would like uh, to reach me. Well, um, give. Well, no. Uh, go ahead and give your your website and where your clinic is located and the phone number that people can reach you. Okay. Um, the phone number is three one zero four four six one nine six eight. And then I'm happy to, you know, discuss any quick questions over the phone. I can do some little mini consults, which because I'll treat people globally right now. Um, and and help you coach you through some of these problems. The website okay. is e the letter e center mm-hmm. wellness dot com. 
and then you can okay. see sort of the scope of practice there. Anything else we need to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, email. Oh, and we can get we can offer actually health strategy sessions at no charge. There'll be like, you know, 15 minutes where I can maybe give people guidance wherever they are to direct them on how to get help. Okay. Okay. okay, and they would call the office, and then we would schedule it. Okay, and that would be complimentary, just because of because of you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, Jocelyn. You're Peter welcome. Singh, you've been just absolutely wonderful. Thanks thank for taking you. time out of your really busy schedule to be with us. Thank you, and I you're, hope it wasn't you're too, a too much information. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Oh no, thank it was you. it was wonderful. Um, the program will uh, go into um, iTunes where people can um, can listen if they tuned in later on in our show. And um, the link that you have can go okay. on your website so that um, people can hear this again. Oh, thank you. And let me know if you'd like more. Thank you. Okay, I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a fabulous show, a lot of information here. Uh, Tune in again uh, next Thursday, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?